Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to a new episode of Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Michael Sagsos. Um, Michael, let's, uh, let's start by giving everybody a, a bit of an intro to yourself. Yeah, so um, I've been a uh, property manager over the last uh, five plus years and an investor in real estate myself as well. Um, essentially what I got me into, into, uh, property management was that I actually had a sixplex in Windsor with a partner. Uh, we were managing it ourselves and, um, we didn't really like the way that the management was being, uh, offered and, and service we were receiving. So we decided to, you know, take matters into our own hands, we started managing ourselves out in Windsor. Um, and then. I have uh, two partners in the business as well that that I currently operate, and we basically joined forces uh, to offer long-term uh, and short-term property management services to uh, real estate investors. So there probably was a reason that you had hired a property manager off the start. Um, and I I hire property management, right? Um, and I, honestly, I know that they go through a lot. <laughs> uh, it, it's a thankless job. Um, would you suggest like people actually do this themselves or would it make more sense to hire this out? Or maybe that just depends on the person. I'm not sure. Yeah, it really depends on the size of the portfolio, uh, what property types there are, um, the stress that, you know, people can handle depending on if they have a lot of things going on at home with kids and family and whatnot. Um, also where the properties are located. Um, and it really depends on the ability to create systems to have the uh, opportunity to, to manage from afar or in close if need be. Um, it definitely is a, is a 24 seven business. We, we do get calls, you know, middle of the night and work with a lot of companies that we have to send out, um, you know, to do things that, uh, require emergency services, but at the end of the day, our goal as a property management company uh, is to focus on kind of the gap where other companies are, are, are I guess, missing that uh, service required to clients and investors, and we try to fill that space in. Yeah, so um, you just mentioned, the, uh, mentioned um, distance. How, like, if you're in the same city, I guess it's going to be a person-to-person you know, -person scenario, how far away would be a safe distance to manage or like at what point should you just like, this isn't a safe distance. I should be hiring property management. Yeah. I, I would, as an investor, I would say, um, you know, probably if you're in a different state or province, your best bet is likely to start with uh, the property management companies that are in those said areas. If your goal is to self-manage and you have the time to create those systems where, you know, you're, you're calling your handyman, you're calling HVAC companies, plumbing companies, electricians. And again, if these are from, let's say out of province or out of the city, if you do create that Rolodex of trades, let's say that you would require should an emergency arise and you have the time to do it, then, you know, by all means, you should manage yourself. Uh, with regards to, I guess, a distance per se, um, there's no real answer. Some yeah. people want to take on that challenge. Some don't, but I would say, I think if you're probably about four or five hours away from your property, it's highly worth considering a property management company. Oh yeah. And I'm also thinking the same thing for size of portfolio. Cause um, 
it's easy to say, oh, you have a lot of work, then you could, it might make sense to offset it. Or if you have a lot of work, it also might make a lot of sense to self-manage because it could be enough to do a whole, you know, the amount you'd be paying a property manager could be whole income uh, for yourself instead of having a nine to five job. So I think it's probably a case by case with, with, with all of these things. Um, yeah, absolutely. For sure. So, so you mentioned systems too. Um, I love talking systems. Um, and I honestly, I think if anyone was going to self-manage, that's probably the biggest weakness is they don't have a system and they don't have any reporting system or for anything for like to get money or get the information to the accountant or the bookkeeper or anything like that. Um, maybe you want to talk a little bit about systems, like what kind of systems a property manager has, what kind of systems or things you have and just, and just to have some of the benefits of using a property manager. For sure. So I think, you know, first of all, um, using, filling in the gaps where some, someone might not be strong, you want to bring in if the business allows for it, like partners that specialize in doing certain things that you as an individual might not be good at doing. Um, so in my case, you know, communication, I think is vital and I, I am good at that. Uh, but there's areas where, um, you know, I'm not the best with, let's say, potentially hiring someone or hiring someone from overseas. In our business, we're big proponents of using virtual assistants. Um, we find that they're very good at what they do. Of course, they are not as expensive, you know, with uh, the, the cost as in North America, but still very capable of doing the same job, setting up the contractors and trades that we need uh, whenever, you know, something is required to get done. So we kind of just all have a WhatsApp group uh, where we say, okay, you know, we need this and this done at this property. Can you get, you know, our, our trades ready to go and, and visit the tenant to address the issue? So I think, you know, to answer your question, building systems, it really comes down to understanding, okay, how is the chain of communication going to take place? You know, if an issue is reported by a tenant or a client, uh, what's the next steps to get that action, right? Having a backup to a backup. So, you know, you have multiple plumbers, let's say, or you have multiple handymen, or you have a platform where all these uh, contacts are, are ready and available. Having uh, platforms available for your lease agreements, tenant info, owner's info, uh, something that's like a one-stop shop for everybody in your team to access and understand, okay, you know, this is the person living in this unit. This is when the lease ends. This is when, you know, we need to get listing ready to start, you know, putting the property on the market to the new tenant. Uh, these are the people we use in terms of plumbers, handymen, HVAC guys, or whatever the case is. So it really, in today's world, I think it comes down to utilizing technology with different apps, uh, programs, and obviously just constant, clear, and communi uh, concise communication with the people in your team. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And you just mentioned on like even having the dates and like warnings or alerts of some kind whenever your uh, lease is coming up, like it, depending on what state or province you're in, that can be crucial. Like you need to raise the rents when, when leases are coming up, uh, especially Ontario. You need to hit those marks. Otherwise you're leaving money on the table because you may not, you know, you can only do so much every year, right? So you got to exactly. hit those marks, right? Um, you touched on VAs too. Um, it's one of those things I think a lot of people don't even think about. Like there, with even as a property manager, there is jobs that have to go on site for, but there's a lot of stuff that doesn't have to be going on site. Like, um, you know, ca taking calls in the middle of the night, they're going to excel at that. That's when they're awake. 
ideally, if you get the right uh, country or, you know, to, to do your, your virtual assistance and the affordability is awesome. Um, so anyway, I'm just kind of regurgitating what you just said. I, I, I just, I was, a, it was a great point. And I never even thought about VAs in a property management uh, setting and it, it makes a ton, a ton of sense. For sure. Absolutely. Um, for uh, tips, if we're going to give people some tips on, you know, using property manager, hiring property manager, um, like, like, how do you pick a property manager? How do you, like, you know, because how do you know if they're any good? Like, well, maybe, like, there's there's so many out there. Um, how do you, how do you know what you're going to get, right? Without just hiring them, taking a stab at it, and finding out that they weren't the right person, and taking a stab and bothering your tenants again to do it <laughs> to change again. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I've created a new coaching program. I believe the new coaching program has way more value than any of the programs that have even existed in the past. What we've done is pre-recorded all the lessons so that you can work through it at your own pace, which is pretty cool. And then we're going to meet up on a regular basis to answer the questions, do deal analysis, and actually spend our time together working on things instead of spending our time learning things. I think this will make a seamless transition to buying in the United States and will help you solve a lot of your problems. If this is of interest to you, go to glensutherland.com slash coaching. I hope to help you guys invest in the United States and I hope we provide as much value as possible. Back to the podcast. So I think in my case, like, you know, when I first, that, that first Windsor project uh, property that I had mentioned, that was a while ago. So I wasn't really as well-versed in the space as I am now. But from our perspective, um, you know, I try to keep communication with potential clients consistent, following up if I don't hear back from them, just ensuring that, you know, let's get on a phone call to chat, tell you about our services, make sure that everything is transparent and there's no random hidden fees, um, making sure that we are who we say we are, um, constant access to us if need be. So we're, again, big users of WhatsApp and, and um, creating groups for specific properties. So if there is anything related to the property that's rather urgent, there's a WhatsApp group with those said VAs and other members of our team where the clients can message us and say, hey, you know, this is urgent. What's the status of X, Y, Z? Um, if it's not urgent, of course, it goes more to like an email process, the traditional way. But, you know, for us or somebody who is looking for uh, a management company, I would say just good, clear communication getting the responses in a timely manner within, you know, 24 hours or less. Um, I find even when, you know, other family members were dealing with property managers uh, for their properties, just so much communication gets lost or it's a following up on certain things. And, you know, you have to like dig for answers or getting updates or you don't get pricing before something gets done. So for us, you know, the big thing is, okay, a handyman has to go and fix something. This is what we project it's going to cost. Can we move ahead? If it's not an emergency, we'd rather get the approval of our client as opposed to just saying, here's, you know, $150 bill that you didn't approve. Um, so let's kind of figure it out from there. And some owners are like that, where they just say, listen, if it has to get done, let's just get it done. But there's others who want to know what's going on with their property. Um, you know, the cash flow might be tighter and it, it doesn't, you know, net as much on a monthly income as let's say a multifamily building might. So they're more cost conscious, which is fair and everybody's in a different boat. So for us, it's just about making sure that A, clients have constant communication available to, with us and being clear and concise in 
issues that might come up in their properties and require attention, what pricing might look like, having an area where they can access all of that information as well. Um, and yeah, I think just for, for me, it's, it's always about being transparent and, and available to the client and tenant. I like it. So from what I wrote down as my notes, uh, you should be asking about communication, right? How, how they're going to communicate, which you, you just answered how you guys communicate, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. I, like I love that, that using a WhatsApp chat and having everyone involved on it, that's amazing level of communication, which most are not going to give you. <laughs> um, no. But um, asking about the pricing, I'm probably reviewing some like, you know, what goes hand in hand with the pricing would be like the contracts and uh, what's covered, what the fees are for each little thing. And um, if you're trying to compare apples to apples with a, another property manager, because some are going to, it's going to be completely different in most cases, the way they even figure out how they do it. Um, a portal, um, you know, some sort of thing. Um, what kind of things could, should a, um, a landlord or an owner uh, expect to see in a portal? October 21st, we are hosting a conference in Mississauga at the Doubletree. Um, we have some amazing speakers lined up. Brady McDonald, Quentin D'Souza, Felix Vortman, uh, Arlen Bonin, myself, Adam Rass, Ali Ajami, Brent Green. The conference is called Canadians Investing in U.S. Multifamily. Um, if you're looking for more information, please go to glensutherland.com slash conference. So for us, like we use Buildium as of, as of right now, and uh, basically, you know, they can see their finances, any maintenance tickets that are open or items that required attention, lease agreements, uh, the tenants that are residing in their property and, you know, who who's living under their roof. Um, and basically anything associated with their property, they're, they're able to see. Um, and it's basically a live update. So they're able to access that information as things develop and, and are updated on our end. Um, and yeah. No, that's good. Um, and one thing about portal access, whenever I'm hiring a new property manager, I just went through this whole this whole thing this last month, right. hiring you some new property management. But I, I'm always curious about the access for the property management. Like for me, I prefer to see like a portal that has all the different corporations and all the different properties because I'm sort of like, uh, I have a whole bunch of different partners I work with. And then I honestly, I like that to have my, my you know, my partner, my JV, whoever needs to see those other um, to have access to go and see just parts of it, right? Um, because uh, honestly, um, if some people like think, oh, they don't need to see that, but it's empowering for having them. They, they, they're not going to ask you as many questions and they're going to feel more comfortable if they just feel like it and they can log in and see if they got the rent this month. If it's come in so far, um, then some people, like some won't give the joint ventures anything or the property managers don't have the ability to give the, the two logins and then it ends up being a whole bunch of calls to me or a whole bunch of calls to the property manager and just having this software is going to take a, a lot of a, a lot of things away from uh just just to make it simpler and i think everyone's more comfortable with more information they can choose not to look at it <laughs> yeah and, and so there are some clients who you know they know that they have the login and the info is all on their platform but sometimes they're just like hey can you send me statements from date x to date y and sure no problem it's, it's all there for you regardless yeah. um but yeah i think you know we live in a world now again where technology is rather advanced and it's all available for the businesses like property management or you know flipping houses or just investing in real estate overall there's so many different um apps and platforms to to take advantage of for sure um 
I might be putting you on the spot this with this question, but when you're taking on new clients, what are some of the like the questions that people ask you or questions that are the good that people should ask you if they don't ask? Yeah. So a lot of it, you know, comes down to, of course, rent collection, how we screen tenants, what that process looks like, ensuring that we get, you know, the best tenants available, which of course, every property management company should do their best to do. Um, If tenants don't pay rent, what happens? Do we have a paralegal team, which we do? Um, You know, it's more the fear of, being one of those horror stories of being a landlord. So trying to prevent all of those things from happening. Um, We always bring those things up as well with any potential client, just to reassure them that, you know, us as investors do the same thing for our own properties, right? We want to make sure that we're not bringing in a bad tenant or we have paralegals ready to go. If, you know, tenants aren't paying on time when they're supposed to, or whatever the case might be that causes concern. Um, We tell a lot of our tenant, uh, clients that, you know, when it comes to securing a new tenant, the reality is a lot of, a lot of clients will ask, well, how fast can you get me a tenant? The reality is we can get a tenant, let's say within a week, but you know, if somebody doesn't have uh, a built up credit history or they're only able to pay, you know, two months of rent and they're new to the country, going to be looking for a job and, you know, they're not really well established. Is that the type of tenant someone would want? Probably not. Um, So, you know, I always get that question of how fast can I get my unit rented? And I tell them, if you want a bad tenant, you know, it can get done in a week or probably less. But the reality is we're not in the business of securing bad tenants, right? That's in nobody's interest because it just causes nightmares and headaches down the road. Um, That's one very common question I get uh, along with, you know, if the rent is not paid, how does it work? Or if the tenant overstays their, their term or they don't actually leave when um they mentioned that they might you know what what types of processes are in place for for that to take place Uh, and then of course what is our screening process which uh allows for us to bring in the the tenants so you just brought up the screening process um do you guys have like um a firm screening process that you're like hey we need to have like uh two times the income or you know different different things to have or do you even like when you're talking with the owners of the property are they do you guys kind of come up with this together or you just want to have a a flat um, baseline for everything hey everyone are you interested in buying u.s multifamily glenn sutherland and i have put together a comprehensive 12-week course to teach you to do just that join us september 25th on zoom where we will be sharing everything you need to know to feel confident about purchasing in the u.s Check out glensutherland.com slash coaching for more information and to sign up. See you soon. Typically, we, we aim to get at least three times the rental amount. That, yeah. that would be ideal. Um, and usually it's achievable because there's a, like double income, right? Most uh, units we find a high percentage of them are, are typically two income couples. So that three times the rental income is achievable. In the case that it's not, obviously we look at um, you know, previous references by landlords, employment references, uh, looking at their credit scores, if it's established, which, you know, in most cases it is. Um, and then obviously when the showings are taking place, getting a feel of who the individual is, sometimes checking social media as well, just to make sure that everything does check out the way that uh, it's been presented. And so these these factors give us an idea of 
who the individual or individuals are that are renting the place. Um, and we always go through this process with the owners. We'll never just choose somebody for them. We'll advise them to say, okay, we think, you know, applicant one is a little stronger than applicant two or three due to the reasons of, you know, uh, higher income or more job stability or, um, you know, higher credit score, whatever the case might be on a case by case basis. Yeah. Um, but we'll never just choose somebody and say, Hey, we chose this person for you. So FYI, this is your new tenant. <laughs> <laughs> Which is common. Maybe we should backstep there. That is common. Like a lot of times I'll be, I'll just look in the portal. I'm like, Oh, there's a new lease. I have a new tenant. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we try to avoid that. And, um, you know, there are oftentimes where we're getting multiple applications, multiple applicants. Um, and of course, the fear of all landlords is, you know, scorched earth where no rent, bad tenant, damage to the property, all of those things that are not fun about being a, a landlord. So we do our best to work cohesively with all the owners just to say, okay, this is who you and we as a company are agreeing to bring into the unit. Um, are we okay to move ahead? And and it's good to always have a say in your own property, right? As an owner, I think it goes a long way unless you're like, I don't know, Fortune 500 billionaire or something and you really don't care, then maybe that's a different story. But Everybody even cares. Like, right? even still, you're some Fortune 500 billionaire. So it's still going to affect your ROI, which is going to sure. affect your, like we apply that a cap rate. It changes what the value of the building is when you sell it. And exactly right. Important. When you when you actually dig in deep to how <laughs> one bad tenant can trickle down affect your asset, it's uh, pretty eye opening for sure. Yeah. Um, tenant pay like they're gonna be paying you. Um, I, it's gonna be different from every different property manager. What uh, what ways do you accept? Do you accept cash? Do you what what what? How can they pay you? What are the different ways? So we have uh, PAD forms, so like pre authorized debit, where we withdraw directly from uh, tenants' accounts if they're comfortable with it. If they're not and, and they prefer, you know, to do email transfer, we also take that option uh, through the Buildium uh, portal. The tenants can actually go and complete their rental payment as well. So that's another avenue. Uh, or we are added as a payee. So in the bank uh, systems, if they search us up, then they can basically just pay us the same way that they would pay like their phone bill or utility bill or whatever. It is. So there's three yeah. or four different ways to, to pay these days. Um, but we're not old school and door knocking to get uh, get cash envelopes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so much extra work too. Honestly, the problem yeah. these would go through the roof. You had to have guys that just drove around all day. I know, right? On on uh, the first of each month, it would just be like, oh yeah, wild. Yeah. A lot of driving. <laughs> so, Michael, people uh, they just heard this podcast. They they like the uh, the answers. They're like it looks like a real professional company. It looks like you has a good thorough portal. How do they find you? Like, how? Like, I want to hire Michael. I want to hire his company. What areas do you service? And tell us a bit about your company. Yeah, for sure. So we have two divisions of our company. We have a long-term rental side, uh, which is basically six months and longer. And then we have a short-term rental side of our business, which is, you know, your, your one-month rentals, Airbnb-style um, rentals. Uh, I can be found on Instagram. So my username is Michael. Sagsos, which I think you'll probably put in the show notes, the spelling yep. Yep. of my last name. Um, right in the title our, of the, the episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've yeah. watched a few of them, so I, I, I know that uh, every every guest kind of gets their spotlight. Um, and then our website is parkpl.co. 
Uh, so no, not, not .com or .ca, but .co. Um, and then online for our website, you can kind of see all the services and uh, the different areas that we service. Um, and if you do decide that, you know, property management is something you require, feel free to uh, reach out to me and, and I'm happy to get, uh, get you guys set up with whatever is required. And I'm throwing you. Know, I know I'm throwing you on the spot, but I want to throw out okay. some of the areas, some of the spots you just so people are like, is he talking like Florida? Is he talking Ontario? Sure. Just like some, just so, so people like you know, part they have some rentals and it might perk their ears a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, so for our long-term rental side, right now uh, we're in, of course, the core of downtown Toronto, and then we also service the GTA as well. So going out as far as Oshawa, uh, up north as Barrie and then out west as far as Oakville. Um, we are gradually, again, creating our systems to allow us to, to expand past that. But at this time, that's where we currently are. Um, but I think in the near future, we'll be beyond that. For the short-term rental side of our business, uh, we're in Toronto, uh, Calgary, Montreal, uh, California, um, uh, South Florida as well, and, and a few other states. My focus is more on the long-term rental side of the business. So that's where my bread and butter is. And then on the short-term rental side of our business, uh, we have a whole different team that is dedicated to that as well. Um, but either way, whichever management service you feel might be required for your guests and, and listeners, um, certainly happy to, to you know, create the contact and, and connect that uh, needs to be made. Awesome. Maybe we'll have to have your partner on to talk about the short-term another time too. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I'm sure you'd be glad to jump on. Michael, thank you for coming on the show. Um, tons of value, tons of questions. Um, I think people, a lot of people self-manage off the start. And really, um, if you, as you're growing, you either got to start your own PM company or you got to hire a PM company. And I think that you gave a lot of insights about what they, you should be expecting from your, your property management. So I think that that'll, that'll be really helpful to people. Um, and I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. That was a nice video. Bye.